Hey everybody, welcome to the Proven Progress Podcast. We are on episode three of a part three series of Dream, Be, and Do. So we're to the do. We need to start to get to work. You know, we've defined the dream of exactly where we want to go. We have realized who we need to become in order to achieve this dream Right? A lot of times we have those beliefs about ourselves that we can't actually do something. And becoming the kind of person that can achieve that dream is just as important as what we're going to talk about today. The actions that are going to move the needle forward to that dream. So without further ado, let's dive right in. How do we, how do we determine what's going to get us closer to that goal? What are, what are the activities that are going to create those results? Because we can often confuse activity for movement. And that's just not true. You know, we can, we can have an incredibly busy day and not have accomplished anything if the busy is not the things that are going to move the needle forward. So it's really important to determine the exact activities that are going to get the job done. And I'll just, I'll give you a little example. So it was kind of funny. We were driving in my car up Whoop Up Hill. And for those of you who don't know what Whoop Up Hill is, it's just, it's a probably about a half a mile long, very steep hill in our city. And (laughs) I have a little car that's not very powerful. So we kind of go slow up this hill. But you know, along next to us, there's like this big diesel truck, right? And this guy's like, giving it the gas. And it's super loud and his engine is really revving and he's barely passing us right and so my kids who are five are like oh man that guy's going so fast he he's going so fast he's gonna get a speeding ticket but he wasn't really going fast he wasn't speeding it was just it seemed like it because his engine was revved so incredibly loud and his engine was working very hard to get up the hill, but he wasn't actually putting on speed, you know, whereas like maybe a little Honda Civic would have zipped up the hill way faster and not made a sound. So that's kind of this perception that if we're always busy, we're always moving, we're always, oh, there's something on my plate. Oh, I can't take that on. No, I'm this and this and this. And I I mean, I think that we all even know people like that. You know, we know people who are just like, oh my gosh, like, they're so busy, they're so stressed. But are they really getting anything done? You know, what are they accomplishing? Or are they just incredibly busy, you know, checking email, responding to email, organizing email, you know, like, it's, it's what are the activities that are actually moving the needle. There's people that have achieved incredible things, are high producers, and it seems like they're never working hard, you know? And that's because those people have it very clear what activities are moving the needle forward. What is accomplishing the main goal? Not all the to-dos, not all the things that are on the list for today. What is actually producing the result that we want. 
And so it's really important to become clear on that. And that should really only be two to five things. You know, if we want to lose weight, for example, if we want to be more fit and healthy, there's two main things that need to be done. We need to eat healthy and we need to exercise. That's it. If we do those two things, we will see results. But we get caught up in, oh my gosh, I need to actually research what gym is the best. I need to research what muscle group to work. I need to get a personal trainer. I need to get a meal plan. I need to you know, do all of these other things. I, I actually need to go shopping because I need to get new workout clothes. I need to get new running shoes. I need to go to the grocery store, get new foods. Like, yes, eventually you do need to do all those things, maybe, if you're really, how, however, you know, it works for you. But the two main things, if you do all the other things, if you go buy new shoes, go buy workout clothes, find yourself a personal trainer, you go to the grocery store, buy new groceries, you do all of the other things, right? All of the accessory things, but you don't do the two main things, you will not see any results. But if you do the two main things without doing the accessory things, if you just use your old running shoes and you run in your jeans and you just make do with the healthy stuff you have around the house, you will see results. And so I hope that that kind of drives that that home for you, that when you have that dream that you're super clear about, you got to figure out the main things that are going to get you closer to that goal. And you got to figure that out in your life. And then once you have the two main things, you can start to identify, okay, what is totally counterproductive here? What am I doing that is specifically keeping me from my goal? These might be actions. These might be beliefs. These might be habits, right? These, these are all the things that if you continue to do these things, you will never achieve that dream. And you need to be very specific and very clear because the thing about human beings is we move away from pain 10,000 times faster than we move towards pleasure. That is brain science statistically proven through research that we move away from pain 10,000 times faster than we move towards pleasure. So if that dream is like really pleasurable, this would be really fun to have this dream, we need to actually make it painful for ourselves to not have that dream. Who is going to be ultimately hurt if you do not have that dream? If you do not change the way you are right now, what is that ultimately going to cost you? Is it going to cost you your marriage? Is it going to cost you the relationship with your kids? Is it going to ultimately cost you your life? Are you going to die earlier because you are so incredibly healthy that you're not going to even see your grandchildren? What is it ultimately going to cost you? Is it going to cost you your job? Is it going to cost you your career, your security? Is it going to cost you your mental health? Is it going to cost you those relationships because you just cannot seem to show up happy? You can't just, you cannot let go of the stress. So you take that out on your kids, right? Because people hate pain. That is, that is just not a secret. I hate pain. I know you hate pain. We're designed that way. We, that's why we're so incredible, incredibly successful as a race is we hate 
being in pain. And we understand that physically very easily. We very easily understand we want to avoid physical pain. But I don't think that people understand to what degree we go to avoid emotional pain. And the emotional pain that we inflict on other people just so that we don't have to feel that pain. And the ultimate pain, the ultimate fear of human beings is the fear of not being enough. Not being worthy of love and connection and not being enough for whatever it is we're doing. And stress is a code word for fear. If you trace stress all the way back to its origin, it's fear. It's the fear of not being enough. That if we show up as exactly who we are, it's not going to be enough and someone will not love us, someone will not like us, someone will reject us. And so then we start rejecting ourselves when we show up that way. And we start shaming ourselves and blaming ourselves for everything that's not quite quote unquote right in our life. And since we don't want to, we don't want to feel that pain, right? When, whenever we have that showing up, that we're feeling like we're not enough, when we're feeling that way, we pass it on. We, we pass that pain through us and we make it somebody else's fault. We pass that, that pain through us and we shame and blame our kids. Why can't you just put your shoes on? I'm going to be late for work. Well, if we're late for work, then we're not enough for our boss. So then we, it's, it's our, on our kids, right? It's, if you're always getting hurt, you know, a huge trigger for me, a huge trigger for me is when my kids get hurt. Because I don't want to see my kids in pain. But ultimately, when my kids get hurt, it is because I was not enough as a mom to keep them safe. And when my kids get hurt, the first thing I do is get mad at them. I get mad at them for getting hurt. It makes me angry. How could they do something so ridiculous that they got hurt? Why were they playing that way? Why were you doing that? It was a total accident and they got hurt. Why were you walking with your shoe untied? Why Why did you ride your bike like that? Why, why, why? Every time they get hurt, I get angry at them. But ultimately, when I trace that back, it's because I feel like I'm not enough as a mom. And when I pass that anger onto them and I make it their fault, then it's on them, right? And then I don't have to feel the pain of not being enough. I don't have to feel it because I'm passing it on to them. And that is where our actions are keeping us from getting our ultimate dream. You know what? Those are our habits. Those are our habit triggers that we have inside of us. So in that dream, you you should have some emotional goals in that dream, right? How do you want to feel when you get there? And how do you feel right now? And what is the ultimate pain of always feeling that way? Because that's what's really going to get you moving. That's when get. That's what's going to get you doing the things that you that you need to do to move the needle forward, you know. And when it comes to our habits, we have triggers, we have our routine, and then we have our reward, right? So when when something happens, just another habit, another habit of mine. I hope this this example helps because this is a habit that I had. I actually worked really hard 
to change. And once I understood this hack, I did it like in a matter of weeks. It was easy, right? My wife and I, we wanted to give up drinking for a whole summer just to see if we could do it because we we were wanting to get in better health. And we actually, it was more not even about our health. It was more about we wanted to treat our kids better. And especially in the summertime, we camp a lot. We like to be outside and camp a lot. And when we have our kids there, we always stay up until like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, drinking with whoever around the fire, even if it's just the two of us. But then our kids wake up at like 6 or 7 in the morning, ready to play, ready to go boating, ready to go fishing, biking, hiking, all these things. And we're hungover. We feel like crap. We're exhausted. We're tired because we stayed up all night drinking. And then it makes for an awful day with our kids. And we are blaming and shaming them and telling them not to talk so loud and all these things because we're hungover. So it was really important for us to change this. And it was going to be really hard. But I learned this trick and it is replacing a habit. Because what happens, so say we're camping and it's about that time in the afternoon where everybody's sitting down having some chips and a snack or whatever. It's really hot outside. I walk over to the cooler. I open it up. I grab a beer out of there and I drink it. And that feels good. When I when I sit down and open this ice cold beer, that feels good. So that's the reward, right? Trigger, it's, it's afternoon. It's warm. The habit, go to the cooler, open it grab out a cold beverage, sit down, I get the reward. So what I did is I inserted, I inserted sparkling water into that equation instead of beer. Our cooler was full of bubbly, (laughs) sparkling water. We had no beer. We did not bring beer. We only had sparkling water. My parents had beer. They were camping with us. My parents had beer, but I anytime I had that trigger or anytime I saw someone else sit down with a cold beverage, I would do it. I would get up because I was already triggered to do it. We do habits subconsciously. We don't even know we're doing it. Stood up, walked over to my cooler, opened it, grabbed a sparkling water, sat down, drank it, and it, that was the loop. And there would be evenings where I would have 8 to 12 sparkling waters in a night. And my mom would be like, that's so ridiculous. What are you doing? I was like, mom, how is it not more ridiculous than like you are drinking eight to 12 beers in a night? I'm hydrating. You're dehydrating. I'm going to wake up feeling great. You're not like that's and that was that was a game changer for me that I understood that I could do that. You know, and not all habits, not all habits are that easy to replace, right? But if every night you sit down with a bag of chips and watch a show, you need that. You're, you're going to do that. You want that. That you, you will sit down in front of your TV wanting those chips or popcorn or whatever. So get yourself some almonds or some carrots, something that's crunchy, something that you can have in your hand and you can put in your mouth so you're doing the action And it's something healthier, right? Or even if it's just, it's not unhealthy, right? And so really, our results are ingrained in our habits. That's just the way life is. You know, if you're really worried, you have a habit of being worried. If something happens, that's the trigger. The action is, I'm going to worry about this. The reward is, I'm giving myself mental space for this. And like, it's just, it's... It might not be a reward in your 
in your physical life. You don't see the reward, but it's brain chemical reward, right? It's the chemical reward of giving that space in your brain. And so instead of when this happens, I'm going to worry. When this happens, I'm going to do a different activity. I'm going to write down five things I'm grateful for. Something like that, right? And and not all of them are that easy to insert, but there's really three ways to change a habit. And this And this is proven by brain science. I'm not just making this up. That you can have an epiphany. You can have an epiphany where it's just like, okay, no more. Absolutely not. I am not doing this anymore. And you're so passionate about that. And you've created so much, so much emotion and feeling about that, that you totally change. And th- and that change just happens, right? There And having an epiphany is not always as easy to control. You can't just walk around saying, I want to have an epiphany today and start exercising. That doesn't work like that, right? Um, the next one is change your environment. So if you remove all of the triggers, right? If I just never went camping, I wouldn't have had the problem of not drinking when I was camping. So it's also very difficult to control your environment totally, right? And and we don't always want to give up, right? I don't want to give up camping just because I don't want to drink anymore, right? So that's, I don't want to just never camp again because I don't want to drink. That That wasn't okay with me, right? And so then the other way is you can, if you can't do either one of those, right? Replacing the habit is, is kind of the easiest path, right? But we're not breaking that cycle. We're not breaking the cycle of trigger, routine, reward, okay? So, so then the next thing, if we want to just totally break that cycle, there's nothing we can replace. We need to just break that cycle, right? So changing your environment is removing the trigger, okay? And so then that breaks the pattern. The only other way is to just take absolute baby steps, right? Absolute baby steps. Maybe if every night you sit down with a bowl of chips or maybe you sit down with a bag of chips, maybe you need to sit down with a bowl and for a week you have less and then the next week you only put 10 chips in your bowl and then for the next week you put five chips in your bowl and then you're down to, okay, every night I'm going to do this and I'm just going to get one chip and then Pretty soon, you're just like, what is even the point of eating one chip? I'm not doing this anymore. And you baby step your way to getting rid of that thing. Or on the opposite side of things, maybe you really want to start exercising. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to start running a mile every day. That first mile, it's going to suck so bad, you are not going to want to do that. Because it's pain. Why would you go and do that? We're trying to avoid pain all the time. So maybe for two weeks, you're just going to put on your shoes, get your workout clothes on, and just walk a block, right? Maybe day one, you walk a block. Maybe day two, you walk a block and a half. Maybe by day five, you're walking two blocks. And then after two weeks, you're like, I'm just going to run until it feels uncomfortable. I'm not going to make myself feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to make this painful. I'm just going to run until I don't like it, until it sucks. And so then you just run a block, Right, And so then the next day, I'm going to run until it feels uncomfortable. I'm going to run until it feels uncomfortable. And so then the next thing you know, two months later, you can run a mile and it doesn't feel uncomfortable. And and you will start to even want to push yourself and it's going to start to feel good. And then you're going to get that reward. You're going to get that chemical reward in your brain and you're going to create that new habit. So 
I hope that helps you guys kind of decode the do's in your life and to get yourself maybe doing some things that you know you want to do right now. You've, you've been thinking about it for a long time. And that's the thing with habits. It's so hard to get going and it's so hard to break the dang things because we are these incredibly efficient beings. Like our brains are so incredibly powerful. Consciously, we can only tap into a certain percent of it. And the rest, we try to autopilot itself. We try to make it so that we don't have to use our electrodes and and our energy from our brain to do that. And that's, that's why a lot of times when like our brains are just dropping information all the time so they don't have to work so hard. That's why these habits are so incredibly hard to break because our brain has said, no, this is just what you do. No, this is just what you do. No, this is just what you do. It's important to understand that's not who you are. That's not your identity. You are not just a person that worries. You are not just a person with anxiety. You are not just a person that doesn't exercise. That's not your identity. (coughs) Excuse me. That's not your identity. Those are your habit patterns that have been put there. Sometimes they've been put there since we were like four or five years old. And it just has to do with the way we were raised. It's not who we are. It's not because we're going to be our parents. It's not because we are genetically programmed to be exactly like our parents. It's because we are habitually programmed. We have habits because they raised us, right? And our parents all did the best job that they could at the time, right? They did the best that they could with what they had, But now we get to decide. And that's what's so powerful about grabbing on to this realization that you do not have to be who you were raised to be. You can be who you want to be, who you decide to be, because you can change those habits. It's difficult and it takes work. And if you want support in that, please reach out to me uh, via my Facebook group, Prove Your Progress. Okay, you can find that hopefully through my page, Proven Progress. But in there, that's where we are really trying to get in community with each other and help help each other with those habits. Okay, so I'm going to leave you guys with that one for this week. And I hope it helps. I hope that you can start moving. And, and please reach out to the Prove Your Progress group because that's where we're sharing. We're sharing what those habits specifically are. It's this non-judgment group where... Even some of the things that seem silly that you might not want to share with your best friend, you might not want to share with your spouse. and Because sometimes sharing is painful, right? Sharing is pain because it's that accepting, it's that realization that we're not feeling like we're enough or we're doing things that are making us not show up so that we can achieve that dream. Sometimes it's even scary to share the dream with your loved ones. So that's what Prove Your Progress is. It's a a group where we can get into community with each other and help each other make those lasting changes that we really want to. So check that out. And if you are looking for any free tools, any free resources, check out my website, bonnieprovincial.com. You can follow me on Instagram, proven underscore progress. You can join my community on Facebook, proven progress. And I really want you guys to go out there and dream, be, and do.